are listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana, heard worldwide on Jazz Radio, WETF.org. This is the Jazz Focus, and my name is John Clark. Thank you for joining us again. Hope uh, you're enjoying these programs. Today, we're going to be listening to uh, a very focused group of recordings. This is by a band called the This Is Jazz All-Stars, and it was a group that was performing on the radio uh, in New York in 1947 to 1948. The This Is Jazz uh, radio show was broadcast for the most part on Saturday afternoons, and it was produced by a fellow named Rudy Blesch, who was a jazz journalist uh, who had Public, or is in the process of publishing a book called Shining Trumpets, uh, which was an early uh, assessment of jazz history. And he was an interesting fellow. He narrated the programs and wrote all of the, the, the uh, dialogue and so forth. But the real focus was on the New Orleans slash Chicago style band that was featured every week. Initially, it featured musicians like Albert Nicholas and George Brunus and Muggsy Spanier and had guest stars like James P. Johnson and Sidney Bechet and uh, lots of others too. They had periodic uh, shows where they devoted them entirely to guest stars like Louis Armstrong, Turk Murphy, people like that. We're going to be focusing on two consecutive Saturdays, September 13th and September 20th of 1947. And I picked these because there was a particularly fine period in the band's recording history. It was toward the end of the uh, uh, series of, of radio shows, which lasted, I think, a little more than a year. Um, they did the radio show on Saturday afternoon, and they actually performed uh, on a different radio show that evening for Bands for Bonds. This was right after World War II. They were still raising money for the uh, war effort to, to pay off the war effort, and it was the same band. And the band in this case consisted of Wild Bill Davison on cornet, Jimmy Archie on trombone, Edmund Hall on clarinet, Ralph Sutton on piano, Danny Barker on guitar, Pops Foster on bass, and Baby Dodds on drums. Dodds and uh, Foster and Barker and Hall were all New Orleans natives, uh, African-American musicians whose careers had gone back to the 1920s, uh, or in Parker's case a little bit later, he was a bit younger. Uh, in Pops Foster's case, it went back to the 1910s, so long tradition of New Orleans jazz there. Wild Bill Davison came from Defiance, Ohio, was associated with the... Um, uh, Chicago school more than any other. Jimmy Archie was an African-American trombone player from Virginia who had played in uh, quite a few big bands in the late 20s and the 30s, going from people like Joe Steele to Louis Russell to uh, Henry Sapparo and uh, then eventually to Benny Carter's band and subbing in a lot of others besides. And he had reinvented himself in the late 40s as a Dixieland player, and he played uh, traditional jazz, New Orleans jazz, pretty much for the rest of his life. Ralph Sutton was the youngster of the group. He had uh, come out of St. Louis and the ragtime tradition. He was only a, in his early 20s at this point, and uh, he was a, a, a great exponent, not only of ragtime, but particularly of stride piano. And you're going to hear quite a bit of his playing as well. So we started out with two tunes from one of the Bands for Bonds programs. We started with the uh, original Dixieland jazz band tune, Sensation Rag, and followed it up with a Don Redmond tune that Louis Armstrong recorded called Save It Pretty Mama. And this band uh, performed a, a wide range of material in its several months existence in, in this particular personnel. Uh, not just New Orleans standards, although I think that's probably what Rudy Blush would have preferred. Uh, they did a lot of pop tunes, they did blues, they did um, uh, Tin Pan Alley songs from the early part of the century, some ragtime, uh, quite a bit. And we're going to hear a, a range of things in the next set. 
So we're going to start with a tune from the late 1920s, although it wasn't popularized till about 1935 or 36 when Benny Goodman's band recorded it. Uh, it was a Kay Swift tune called Can't We Be Friends, a very fine uh, product of Tin Pan Alley, and uh, we'll hear a good traditional jazz version of that, reminding us that the New Orleans bands played all sorts of things uh, in the 1910s and 20s, not just things that came to be known as jazz tunes. Then from the African-American stage, we're going to hear It's Right Here For You, a Perry Bradford tune uh, that was uh, popular in the 1920s. Then another original Dixieland jazz band tune, somewhat less uh, familiar one, called The Skeleton Jangle. Um, I'm recording this uh, radio show on Halloween, so that's appropriate. Then we're going to hear a tune, pop tune from the late 1910s uh, by Will Marion Cook, the uh, African-American uh, composer called I'm Coming Virginia, which of course became a signature tune for Big Spiderbeck and uh, Frank Trumbauer about 10 years later. Then we're going to finish up this set with a uh, King Oliver tune, uh, much more associated with Louis Armstrong later on, called the Dipper Mouth Blues. So this is the This Is Jazz All-Stars performing in September of 1947. Can't We Be Friends? It's right here for you, the Skeleton Jangle, I'm Coming Virginia, and Dippermouth Blues. Thank you. 
Dipper Mouth Blues. Take it away, boy. the This Is Jazz All-Stars from two dates in September, consecutive Saturdays, the 13th and the 20th, 1947. We had Wild Bill Davison playing that very fiery lead cornet, uh, Jimmy Archie on trombone. He was apparently a very short fellow, only about five feet or so, but had a huge sound and a very 
definitive attack. He was a, a very solid player. He had played first chair in a lot of big bands, a very good musician, and he assimilated the Dixieland repertoire very fast when Reed Blesch hired him to do these This Is Jazz programs. Then, of course, Edmund Hall on clarinet, a renowned uh, New Orleans clarinet player who played with uh, some big bands, Claude Hopkins and... Um, uh, Frankie Newton's small band in the 30s, but then went over to small groups uh, in the 1940s. In fact, he had a very successful group on 52nd Street that he took over from Teddy Wilson when Teddy Wilson went back to Benny Goodman's band. And he, Edmund Hall, even turned down, apparently, an offer from Duke Ellington to join his band after Barney Bagard left because he was doing too well otherwise. Then, of course, he uh, joined the Louis Armstrong All-Stars from the mid-50s for a few years and uh, then went back to the Eddie Condon stable and played uh, up till the end of his life in 1967. So in the rhythm section we have fine stride piano by uh, Ralph Sutton. We have some excellent rhythm guitar by Danny Barker, the New Orleans native who had uh, been playing or had played for about eight or nine years with Cab Calloway's band uh, and also accompanying his wife Blue Lou Barker on a number of recordings and he was doing combo work at this point and was going to be going back to New Orleans after a while to start an educational program there. Good to hear him playing some solos here as well. And he has matched very well with Pops Foster on bass. Pops was a good 15, 20 years older than Danny Barker was, but uh, they came from the same rhythmic school and they did very well, uh, along with Baby Dodds, who was kind of in the middle there of the two of them, uh, the brother of Johnny Dodds, the clarinet player. He had played with King Oliver in the 1920s and played in a lot of show bands and dance bands in Chicago uh, into the 1930s. He came to New York in the 1940s to start playing for Rudy Blesch and uh, played with Bunk Johnson and other groups as well. So that was our This Is Jazz All-Stars, and we started out with Can't We Be Friends, which was a nice kind of feature for Danny Barker and Pops Foster trading back and forth. Then we heard It's Right Here For You, as I mentioned, that Perry Bradford tune from about 25 years earlier, uh, been an early recording by many of the blues singers, including Mamie Smith. And uh, we heard some especially forthright Jimmy Archie trombone playing. Then a good ensemble piece, The Skeleton Jangle, by the original Dixieland Jazz Band. And then some more melodic playing, featuring kind of the other side of Wild Bill Davison on I'm Coming Virginia. And then we get to hear Rudy Blesch's voice introduce, or sort of introduce, the Dippermouth Blues. The band kind of covered him up a little bit. That was a messy performance with some missed signals and so forth, but very fiery and uh, showed that this band must have been very exciting to listen to in person. It was good to have many, many recordings from these consecutive Saturdays. As I mentioned, this uh, radio show went for over a year, I think, with some shifting personnel, but by the uh, time we're at here in September of 1947, it had settled into this personnel that we're listening to now, and they were together for several months. So in the next set, we're going to hear some feature numbers for the various musicians. We're going to start out with a standard blues, just a plain old blues featuring Edmund Hall. And this is interesting because I believe this was Edmund Hall's first or second date with this band. He had replaced Albert Nicholas, um, and there had been some other players in between uh, who came and went. And same with the trombone. When George Bruni's left, uh, for a while or a week or two, there weren't any trombone players until Jimmy Archie came on board. But this is the solidification of that. Then after the blues, we're going to hear Jimmy Archie playing one of his feature numbers that he used for many years. This is the Gershwin Liza, not a, a usual trombone feature, but he does a beautiful job and shows off his technique, which uh, he wasn't usually credited for having an advanced technique, but indeed he did. He even played some of the piano and saxophone variations here, which we will uh, be listening to on Liza. 
Then to the venerable St. Louis Blues, featuring appropriately enough St. Louis native Ralph Sutton. And we'll hear some great uh, piano in the blues tradition, also stride as well. Then an unusual pick, uh, the Irving Berlin tune, How Deep Is the Ocean, which starts out as a ballad, kind of a walking ballad, you'd have to say, and then the tempo increases for the Edmund Hall solo, so kind of an interesting arrangement of that. Then we will hear, for the end of that set, the 1917 standard, Indiana, which was the first uh, jazz recording ever made by the original Dixieland Jazz Band, although it wasn't released at the time, so that will give solos all around. So this is our uh, next set for the This Is Jazz All-Stars in September of 1947, The Blues, Liza, The St. Louis Blues, How Deep Is the Ocean, and Indiana.
good series of features for the members of the This Is Jazz All-Stars. We started out with Edmund Hall being featured on a blues. Started out slow and then doubled up the tempo, made it nice and fast. A little bit of Ralph Sutton in the middle there, too. Then Jimmy Archie showed off his technique and the really fine sound that he had on trombone on Liza, the George Gershwin standard that had been a feature for a lot of stride pianists and a lot of classical saxophone players, too, go figure. Then we went to that version of the St. Louis Blues that featured the St. Louis pianist, uh, Ralph Sutton, doing a little bit of Earl Hines in there, and also some stride and some boogie-woogie blues, and a whole range of jazz styles in that performance. Then, another tune that changed tempos, How Deep Is the Ocean, started out as kind of a walking ballad on that Irving Berlin tune featuring Wild Bill Davison, then doubled up the tempo and featured some good Edmund Hall and Ralph Sutton in there in duo and, and, and separately. Then we finished up with a, a rousing version of Indiana, a typical Eddie Condon style performance uh, that uh, got the dusted off the, uh, the cobwebs and, and so forth, gave some good solos and especially fiery one, I think, to Edmund Hall as well. So we have time for one more tune, but before I tell you about that, I'm going to tell you that you are listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana, her worldwide, at jazzradiowetf.org. And we are the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and thank you for joining us. Hope you make a habit of dropping in this time every week to hear what we're up to. We've been listening to the music of the This Is Jazz All-Stars from September 13th and September 20th of 1947. Two different broadcasts uh, for This Is Jazz, and then two different uh, live dates for uh, the uh, Bands for Bonds program that came in the evening. So kind of a interesting way of looking at this band. A couple of different... Uh, focal points there, but the same personnel. So we're going to finish up with the venerable Tiger Rag, the original Dixieland Jazz Band performance. This features especially good Edmund Hall in a couple of different spots in here. And uh, this was, a, as I said, an original Dixieland Jazz Band tune that was kind of a pastiche of different dance things that were uh, heard in the uh, New Orleans dance halls and parties and so forth in the 1910s. And it was put together by the members of the original Dixieland Jazz Band and became a jazz standard. So thank you very much, and keep tuning in, and enjoy the music of the This Is Jazz All-Stars.
Thank you. 